podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 127 of the Unholy Trinity podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also Fanatics. I'm on my own today in terms of the, the original Unholy Trinity. Uh, as, as mentioned last week, Lee is away in Turkey on his, uh, his golfing holiday, has more holidays than, than Judas Charm as this lad. Um, and, and Pete, unfortunately, has caught up with work, or fortunately, should we say, caught up with work, I wish I was. Uh, but joining me, as has been on many, many a time, uh, friend of the show, great to have him back on, and it's Phil Haywood. Phil, how are you feeling, mate, after what we witnessed at Goodison Park yesterday? Um, I think it's the first time where I've, I've ever felt like this, and, and I find it hard to, to, to not read anything about Everton. I love reading about Everton um, transfers or what's going on around the club, new stadium, um, what players' reaction, but it's hard to even look at it now, and... and Sometimes I think I'll be positive and, I, and, and I'll um, I'll read some I'll read up on old uh, old things gone uh, gone by, but now it's just it's so difficult to um, to digest what's happening and I, I couldn't believe it when I left the ground uh, yesterday. I couldn't I couldn't. It was just a, a stun. There was uh, there wasn't much anger. It was just I think a lot of people have it's almost like accepted it and and that's never been Everton and. It, it, there's so many problems that snowballs from years gone by, and I think we're now it's all smacking us in the face because we just don't know where to turn, we don't know where to look, we don't know how to to raise ourselves. Us as fans, we just got to keep going, and uh, like we said off air, but it's just it's hard now. It's like it's becoming a chore for for many fans and and and, and the club in in total. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there in terms of you know. I don't, I don't recognise Everton mm-hmm. at the moment, to be honest, and, and that, that's really, really sad to say. Um, I think a lot of emphasis was put on this week, wasn't it? You know, the Wolves game, obviously, we, we, we should have had Watford at the weekend. Obviously, we've got the FA Cup in, instead, but Wolves and then Newcastle Thursday, and how about, you know, four, four to six points? And to come away with nothing, again, the manner of the second half performance when... You know, we, we can see the nearly goal in the second half, and then that was that. That there was there was one Richardson's chance after that, really. Mm. Um, and like you say, it was almost as if the air was sucked out of the stadium at one point, sort of 15, 20 to go. We were saying before when before we, we started recording, 15, 20 to go, the fans were just like, what 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 more? What can we do? What what do we do? Um, and it's such a, a difficult position to be in, you know. With, there's a lot of talk around games in hand, but when when you look at the side after, I mean, we haven't spoken on this show since uh, since before Spurs, and look at the Spurs game and the man of that particular defeat, and then you look at what happened on Sunday, and, and Everton started all right. Everton were on top, you know. We we had a lot, you know, a fair bit of the ball, we had uh, you know a decent chance with the Charles and Damari Gray forced a save from the from the goalkeeper as well. And you think, you know, we're just look, looking all right and we, we're looking looking good to, to get something from the game here. And as I say, it's it's that age-old issue of the confidence just drains from the players as soon as they hit adversity. And the adversity in that, in that game was, was the Conor Cody goal. And 
you just wonder, you just wonder mentally where these players are currently at at this moment in time. No, you're spot on, Mike. And obviously, being at the game yesterday, that you know the tails are up. Obviously, the walls forward um, went down three times in 30 seconds, and the fans were. I said they're playing in a, into Everton's hands here because it's going to be that the fans are booing. You know, the, the, every time they touch the ball, we booed then, and and for a good 15, 20 minute period, we were you know we were on top. We had corner after corner. We had a couple of half chances, um, and then second half. I watched for the first five, seven minutes, we gave two stupid fouls away and Wolves are a big, big side. And I was watching Paul Clement and he was shouting at Michalenko. He wasn't in the right place and the ball went over and we got away with it. And then we'd give another stupid foul away and he's out again, Paul Clement, on every set piece and he's screaming and he's screaming. I think Jimenez had a, a shot just wide and then they got the corner and they scored and we just, we just looked all over the bit it was our own. We were making it easy for them. Again, we, we, we play into their hands by giving stupid things away. But it's almost like, as we said off air, start well, try and get that goal. Because as the minutes tick by, we just look so nervous. It's like we can't see a 90 minutes out with a positive, I don't know, not as much performance, but without doing daft things, without we give stupid goals. Teams don't have to work hard against Everton. Yeah. We have to... We have to Again, we haven't scored in four, but we have to work so hard to even score one. Teams don't have to do that against us. And I, that's I've said, said that for, for months and months this season. I think I said it last week on the show. Yeah. I, I just don't see sides scoring good goals against us. Yeah, I see yeah. us making mistake after mistake after mistake. And that, that's for 90, 95% of the goals that we can see. You don't sit there and say, that's a great goal. That. Yeah. Even Harry Kane's goal in the second half against Spurs, where he's, he's just on the volley. Mm-hmm. That's down to us, not yeah, defending. Probably just letting them go and not get out to the first ball, and mm-hmm. it's things like that way for me. That so many goals are uh, avoidable, and you look at the one at that wall score, and we we clear the original, obviously the original cross that the free kick that, that comes in yeah. goes out. Obviously, the, the the ball then comes back in, and we just don't reset properly. Mm-hmm. I think I think Godfrey was on was on um, was on Connor Cody, yeah. and it was just I mean. How much do you think is downfield to us constantly having to change our, our two centre halves and back four as a whole? Because we're seeing it week in week out where we it's very rare we're getting a consistent, you know, two centre halves playing every single week. So from a goalkeeper's point of view, Jordan Pickford must be frustrated. And then obviously from a an organisational point of view, you mentioned Paul Clement there was was out a few times, you know, to to basically organise the side. How much of it is down to that? Do you think? Mike, I've said this since I think we drew Tottenham nil nil, and we should have had a penalty in my in my opinion. And I and Pickford was getting a lot of stick before that, and I think he was one of the most consistent players. In, you know, uh, when Ancelotti was here, and obviously this season as well. And I said, considering he has a different back two centre halves every week and different full backs every week, it'll be interesting to find out how many times we've changed that defence. If you look at any team, they don't they don't change it now. Sometimes it's not through injury. Sometimes because again, like we just spoke, we give give away some silly, daft goals that we think we'll we'll have to change it now. Um, it, it, I I personally think it, it plays a massive part. If you change your back line in in any team from kids football to to adults football to to the high level, you are going to be punished because it, you need consistency. You do need consistency. Um, you know, and and right, we're not getting clean sheets. That's probably why we're changing it. But 
you've got to start somewhere and just say there's four games with with that back four or five games with that back four. Again, there was a period where Godfrey never, you know, he's always a centre half, but we were getting results when he was playing left back, mm-hmm. and it, but sometimes we we had four centre halves at one point for a couple of games last on on Angelotti, and it was working. All right, we had some subs on the on the on the bench who could play full back, but we. We we played Godfrey out wide at left back and it was working. So why why change it? And I think now as well, you know, I I after the Chelsea game when we drew one one, I I said why don't we persist with maybe a Branthwaite? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know much about you. He's a big lad. Stick with him or you know um, X Y and Z whoever. But we just changed so many times and they've all got different attributes. You know, like I, I was. I said to my mum, going the game, I said, Oof, when I looked at the team, Godfrey and Holgate, the last time I saw those two was a QPR and they, and they got bullied by Charlie Austin. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do against Jimenez? To be fair, I don't think they did that bad, you know, as a, as a pair yesterday, but it, it just, it's frightening how many times we change, change the back line and that is a massive effect. Yeah, it, it, I totally agree. And, and it, it certainly does from a goalkeeping perspective. Mm-hmm. Certainly does from it an organisational side from set pieces. I think it, I think it's massive the fact that people have always got different roles within within mm-hmm. a set piece sort of formation or setup if you like. Um, and so much so you're looking now at it. I mean we'll discuss Newcastle's glory, but you look under the Newcastle game and you're thinking get Michael Keane back in there. Forgot mm-hmm. you know you got at the height of Chris Wood, massive. Mm-hmm. You know Dan Byrne, massive. You know mm-hmm. from set pieces you're going to have to have bigger players in there. Now is it a case of throwing Godfrey out at left back? For that game, maybe, and then going Keane, Holgate, and or even even Brantbeat, you know. But again, we're changing it all exactly. the time. Yeah. It's just like you know, we, at this stage of the season, when when points are basically at a premium for ourselves and it's so vital for us, and we're still we, we we can't for whatever reason, whether it's you know injuries, suspensions. Obviously, Kenny now is going to be suspended and what have you. But we we haven't found. Our, our two best centre halves, and if we have, which I think may, you know, it's probably Ben Godfrey and Yeah, you mean it as, as a two would be the ideal situation. They're injured, they're not well. You know, I, th- I think Mina's probably finished now with the club. I think that's him done. I yeah. don't see him probably playing for the club again. Um, but it's such a p- position that we're in, you don't want to be now trying to find two centre halves with 12 games to go that actually work. You just don't. Um, and that's it's so frustrating for me. To, to sort of see us be in this in this predicament, and I think the the alarming thing is from what what we've actually seen over the last two games, it is even more so than previous games under Lampard. Is is how this side of have just mentally just just capitulated them, and it's it's a it's a really strange, really really strange time for me. And I think this is the first time I've really sort of not not panicked, but. It's it's massively the last two defeats have impacted me quite heavily, and it's I'm not like that really. I mean, I used to be when I was younger, I used to be reactive and all that, and I've all I think I've, I've calmed down as I've got older. I even said you know like conversations partway through the scene saying listen we'll be fine, we'll sort it out. But he says Wentz, don't worry, you know we'll be, Lampard's coming in, clear good factors back, we're great against Leeds, great against Brentford, and you think yeah we're going to be absolutely fine, don't you worry about it. And then you see that. Again, it's got to be said, Phil, me and you spoke be- before the game and we, we both agreed. Wolves are a difficult side. Wolves are, you know, organised. They've got a good manager who's got them playing the right way. You know, 
the, a lot of players are similar to what Nuno had at, had at Wolves. They, they know the system. Um, they, they've got some real quality individuals there. So me and you both said, this is not going to be an easy game and, and we can't go in there thinking that we're going to sort of steamroll anywhere or, or, or be guaranteed three points. But a point would have been, listen, that, that, that's positive. But we we sort of, in a way, played into Wolves' hands. I mean, they, they were, first half, we were the better side, of course. But we didn't score a goal. And for them, it was great. They took control that second half, early doors, got a goal, got possession of the ball. And fr- from that particular point, Everton were done. And I think because now we're at the stage that, that we're at and we're not seeing the players react or, or sh- just show some kind of reaction to adversity, that's what concerns me so much now. It really, really does. Um and, you know, Frank Lampard has, has been a breath of fresh air. I think he speaks really, really well since, you know, since he's come in. I actually enjoyed his press conferences as well, listening to what, he, what he's got to say. Um, but we've got to remember, Frank, Frank Lampard has come into a difficult situation. He got that new manager bounce early on. It seems to have dropped off, uh, like, on, on, off the edge of a cliff, basically. Um and, and it's going to be, be really difficult going forward. But did, did you take anything positive from the game at all, Phil, going into, going into Thursday? Um, I, the first half, I, I did think we, you know, getting Damari Gray back, he's been very, very good for us this season. Um, and getting him back, in, and I thought he'd be electric. He didn't look fit, he didn't look his normal self. Uh, Godfrey coming back, I thought he was solid at centre-half, but I, I totally agree what we were saying before. I could potentially see him move position uh, come Thursday. Um, uh, with Charleston, I've always liked him down the middle. I've always liked him. I just think he, he bullies, he pushes a little bit more. He's got a little bit more energy in there. Um, and at first half, I thought, just don't get beat. You know, don't get beat. With teams around us playing as well, and obviously the day before, uh, Burnley and um, Brentford playing, it, it's important not to lose ground by not... Uh, losing the game, just get get something out of the game, um, and then like I said just earlier, as the game went on, it was more like the crowd just went flat, um, the players just, you know, didn't look like they wanted the ball. The core in that six, I don't know why he was in there. I've, I've never, when we signed the core, he was my. Well, we had Hamas Rodriguez and players that, but he was the he he's someone we needed for years, um, and. I was so excited about having him. Um, obviously, injuries have dampened his, his Everton career, but seeing him on yesterday playing in that six, every time he got the ball, the fans were shouting turn. And every time he got it, he passed it back to Holgate. He didn't want the ball in that position. He's not that type of player, which confused me more because you had Alan sit on the bench. Now, I know Alan's played a lot of minutes recently, but if he's on the bench... Surely he can he can do a, a job for half a game or half an hour, twenty minutes, even Andre Gomez, because that we cry over someone like that. They've created someone who'll pass it forward. Um, I don't think the Corey and Donny Van der Beek were great in a two. I think that was the second game, that, but Donny Van der Beek was a little bit quiet. And again, it, I don't not much sure if that's his game in a two uh, in there like that uh, against a very strong side in in Wolves, but. It just makes me think, Mike, I've never been worried with John Joe Shelby and Dan Burns and all these players in the past. I'm terrified for Thursday. Mm. I'm literally terrified because I've any any fixture list normally you'd say 
Newcastle home will win that. Easy win, good win. But you just don't know what Everton you're going to get. You, the only blessing, it's it's under the lights for me. I think that that makes a huge difference. I really do. Um, it does make a huge difference. And I think that's a positivity, even though there wasn't many yesterday. I think that is under the lights because, we, you know, we know what Everton can be. And I think, again, the fans will turn up as they always do. And the fans will back the players as they always have done, especially the last since Lampard's come in. Um, listen, the noise outside of Everton, you know, everyone doesn't want another Norwich going down and um, Watford and Fulham's coming up in Westbrook. They want someone big going down and mm. they want Everton. Everyone, and that's why it's unity with Everton. And we have got that within the club. But now we've got to just be positive as a, as a group going into Thursday. Yeah, totally agree. And I think I think Alan will probably come back in. I think yeah. it would have been the right change to make. I think we even go one nil down if you bring him in to sit and just and then just say to the core, right? And you know, even even if you even if you then potentially took off Van der Beek and brought Deli Ali on, but then you said to Alan, you sit, allow the core to go, let him go, let, let him be free, and then we can make things happen. You know, um, but we're going to discuss obviously potential positivity going forward shortly, but. What do you make of it? I mean, the the game was was done unfortunately once they scored, and that, that's how sad things are. But John Joe Kenny gets gets himself sent off. He's going to miss the game, miss the game on Thursday. You know, do, do you think do you think that that's that's going to be? It sounds sounds crazy, but but a big loss for us. You know, it's it's a player maybe who gets it, who gets yeah. the club. You know, as as much as he's limited, and he is, and I'm not sitting here saying. You've got to, you know, let's give him a new contract. I'm not on that bandwagon at all, by the way. I think he's done fairly well. He's taken his chance. Uh, he is limited. But do you think not having John Joe Kenny for Thursday may may be a bit of an issue? Or is it the ideal time now to go, right, well, OK, let's bring Patterson into the squad. You know, let's bring him in and around the squad again because he wasn't in the squad again uh, at the weekend. And let's just, let, let's now let's now get get back to you know where the Coleman starts again potentially maybe Holgate goes goes out out to the right possibly another option, uh, but but Kenny being suspended big issue for you or, or not so much? I agree with what you're saying, Mike. I think he totally does get it, and I think it means a lot to him. And I think that's the reason he got sent off because he was playing with his heart on his sleeve, and you know he didn't need to make the both both challenges really. Um, and I thought again, he, he he got the crowd going. Him and Godfrey with some big tackles um, in the first half. I've always said, um, Kenny this season under, under Lampard, um, I don't trust him away from home. So Newcastle's and, and Southampton's away, um, Tottenham's. But when at home, I think he realizes, you know, he's, he's still a fan on the pitch. I don't his quality's not there, but he's done well. I can't knock the lad. He has done well in the home games that we that we've. Uh, play but I, I just think if I'm lamp I'll, I'll stick Godfrey out to left mate um, he, he's done it before I thought Michelenko looked uh, well out of his depth and just briefly I mentioned this I wrote to the club actually and they got back to me um, before the game obviously well, what's going on across the world uh, terrifying and, and horrible and especially for the for the young lad Michelenko and when they're coming out and they've got all like uh, buildings blown up on the screen, and and he's looking at the screen and 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 coughing and all different things. So I wrote to the club and said, you know, obviously it's not it's distressing images. You know, is is it worth just doing what you do with the music because that's great and just putting the Ukrainian flag on the screen? Mm-hmm. And they come back and said, yeah, we're going to look to do that. Um, 
because uh, the first the reason I'm saying that because the first half he just I know he's just sent he's sent off by trade and moved to left back, but he was just he looked very edgy and then it you know I'm not the best player but I could take a pass Michalenko um, mm-hmm. from his performance on Sunday and I just think he, in a big game just play Godfrey he's done it he's done it before just play him Michael Keane had a great game against Wood um, at Burnley when we played them at home he done all right against Wood. Um, and I, I'd go with Holgate again. I think he's done okay with what you've got, unless Bramthwaite's fit. Again, like we discussed, too many changes. Just stick to what we know: Keane, Holgate, Godfrey left, and I would stick with Coleman. I know it's becoming a Tim Howard for me with Coleman, um, and that's heartbreaking to say because he's out like what a fella off the pitch and what a, uh, a player he's been for Everton. But I just, if this Patterson's not, he had to come off against Boreham Wood, okay, because it was tactical to win the game, but he's obviously not ready. Um, and he was obviously bought not to be in a relegation, it's obviously not to be in a relegation fight, but it might be too much for him. Yeah. Um, I, I would go for Coleman, Keane, Holgate, and Godfrey, mate, to be fair. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, as I say, just the, we're trying to sit here and trying to work out what, what, what we can do better, what, what is going to work. It's so difficult because it didn't work with that back three, if you like, on on, uh, on Sunday. Kenny as a centre-half was was a bit of a, mm-hmm. a strange one. Michalenko, for me, is not even a, not a wing-back. Michalenko, like you say, he was a centre-half, moves a left-back. So his natural game not to go forward. Yeah. And we've seen him, he, likes, he looks and he goes back every single time. So I'm not, that, that's no yeah. slight on him, that's just not his game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I thought that was a little bit strange himself to go with a three at the back and have John Joe Kenny as a third centre half. Um, but certainly expect changes. Do I expect a reaction? Everton of older certainly would expect a reaction, but we've not seen reactions for for some time now, and that's that, that's a concern in itself. But we've got to we've got to sign and remain as positive as we can as a fan base. That's for sure. Um, we're going to put the Wolves game to bed. You know, it's it's important. To try not to dwell on it, you know, we, we've got a responsibility as a podcast to discuss it. If it didn't do a podcast, believe me, I, I wouldn't be discussing Everton until, until Thursday night. Um, but no, we, we'll, we'll leave Wolves there, you know, we, we'll, we'll uh, it's gone, we've lost the game. A point or three points would have been absolutely fantastic for us, but we, we've got to move forward to Thursday. But be, before we do, we're going to take a, a short break, we're going to discuss the the responsibility really of ourselves as fans now and, and, and can we be positive going forward? So we'll be back in a, in a few seconds. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. And like I was saying pre, pre-break there, and it's really easy to say, isn't it? It's really easy for, for us to sit here and say, you know, we've got to keep on being positive. Uh, as a fan base, we've got a responsibility to go there and cheer the lads. And I truly believe that. I've said this in the past when, when things have, have turned out you know, being quite negative and being a bit sour at Goodison Park. And I know I know Pete, and, and I'd love to, I'm sure you'd say this, Pete always says, we've got to have something to get behind. They've got to show us something. And, and, and I get that. But I think we've still got to go there, you know, and, and just try and back them from the off as best we can. And I think a few things came into, into play on Sunday. I think when we sort of saw scores flash up, I think that impacted the crowd. Sunday, you know, we we seeing Watford winning away from home, Leeds are winning as well, and you know that, that sucked life out of the ground a little bit, um, and then obviously going going a goal behind so early in the second half, I think really really impacted, and then the players didn't didn't react, didn't give anyone anything to to get behind, um, 
we saw videos, Phil, didn't we? I mean, we, we discussed this before ourselves privately about video appeared, I think it was through Sophie CV, uh, which showed the Bradley Street singing, you're not fit to wear the shirt. And, you know, as the players were sort of sort of trudging off. And, well, again, we're not here to tell people what to do. And we're certainly not. And people, people can show their emotions and reactions any way they wish, obviously within, within the bounds of the law, but any way that they wish. That's not for us to, to, to preach to anybody. But what are your thoughts on that film in, in terms of that, that kind of reaction on, on Sunday? I just think it's, um, again, I agree with that, Mike. You know, people can obviously um, voice their opinions and, and, and how they like, as long as, as you said, in a sensible way. I just, I think it's just so frustrating now um, as, as a supporter of Everton. Um, you know, we have... You know, there's been a lot of fans who've been very negative in years gone by, to particular players. There still is now. Um, and for a period where we thought, you know, enough's enough. We've had too many managers. We've had too many. We know what the players like. You know, it's people like Cheng Toss and, it, it, you know, things like that. And and Rafael Benitez coming in, he should never have come in. Um, really annoys fans. And, and we've lost our identity in, in a way. Um, then when we got a young British manager, we all wanted out the candidates um, and we got a little bit of a bounce. And then, so obviously, like you said before, Mike, the, the way we lost the Spurs is a way of losing. And it's like we give up, we, we, we threw the towel in. And I think a lot of people are expecting a reaction. Um, obviously, the first 20 minutes of, of the Wolves game, 25 minutes, first half, really good. And then um, ended up getting beat in the game. So I can see... And then, the, and then the players coming over to clap and the fans don't want that. It's like these messages from Coleman or, you know, after the back of the game or obviously John Joe Kenny this week. We don't want that. We just want results now. And I know that's that's so easy. We'd be top of the league if we, me and you were picking the, the scores every week. We get that. But it doesn't... It doesn't look like they care as much. And as Evertonians, we expect our identity is get that ball in that box, two wingers, big number nine, you know, rough and tumble. That's Everton. And we're playing, we're a relegation threat inside, playing from goal kicks in the six-yard box to the centre-halves, back to the right-back. No, unfortunately, we need to get that ball as far as we can up the pitch. Um, and, and get some goals and get the crowds on the edge of the seat. So I think that's why the fans had had their voice on uh, on Sunday. Um, there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough of second half. You know, where's the reaction? There wasn't enough of it. And I think the fans now are just fed up with the same old, same old. And I think, like I said earlier, we're just, it's a big snowball. There's so many problems throughout the years. And it's almost like, you know, we're accepting this now. Yeah, I think I think I've seen a lot of a lot of um, people say about there seems to be an acceptance about things on mm. on Sunday, uh, which which we should never be in that kind of state, and that's why I say people have got the every single right to voice their opinion in whatever way they, they, they see fit, and you know we should never be accepting as a as a club, especially as Everton Football Club, what 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 we're being saved up. We should never be accepting that we're sitting seventeenth in the table out of the relegation zone solely on goal difference. That is unacceptable. Whatever's gone in terms of management, um, in terms of injuries and things like that, that it's unacceptable. That that those that, that playing staff should not be anywhere near the relegation zone. If if they're playing anywhere near their level, they they should be mid-table. You know, maybe slightly higher. You know, but that we should never be sitting there and and be be happy with what we're seeing. You know, and that's it. But what I would say is, what we need to try and do is 
we, we need to have have a bit of calmness if we can. I'm finding it really difficult, finding it really tough, as I said earlier on the last the last couple of games to to be calm. I've said it on this show, you know, people can tell me we've got games in hand all they want, but we don't need games in how many points. Points are better than, than a game in hand, you know, it's as simple as that because they're there, they're on the board. So that doesn't really wash with me, but I think we've got to remain calm. We've got to look at, okay, what have we got to go? 12 games. We've got quite a few home games against sides, you know, in the round us. We've got away games with sides in and around us. You know, we've got a few difficult games, of course. We have, you know, the Merseyside derby, uh, Manchester United at Goodison, Chelsea at Goodison. We've got some difficult games coming up. Leicester home and away, still to, still to, still to, uh, to play. So it's about trying to, as best we can, to, to be as calm as we can. Because I think going to the ground and being on edge is not probably going to help. I, I mean, I last night, I was sort of like, found myself sort of wandering around the house and just sort of sitting there staring and, and thinking about, listen, look, look where we are here. What, what could happen? What is, you know, is, is relegation on the cards? Yes, it is. Can it happen? Of course it can. You know, at this moment in time, we're the most out-of-form team on the planet. And that is absolutely frightening, the fact that we could find ourselves dropping down to the championship when we've got, you know, a, a fantastic ground. Literally, you know, could be on a knife edge. If we if we go down, a lot, a lot you know, a lot of money goes from the club. You know, we've already lost. And and again, we, we've, we've discussed this last week. We've lost sponsorships, obviously, with the, the situation that's happening in, in Ukraine and, and Usmanov and, and things like that. Um, I'm sure a lot of sponsorship deals are, uh, are basically on the provider that we're in the Premier League. So who knows what's going to happen? And if they're not, the the amount of money that we get will be on the provider that we're in the Premier League. So there's a lot at stake here for, for this football club to stay in, in in this league. And you know, I'm sure Frank Lampard will be trying to keep the players as calm as he can. It's up to the to the staff to try and to try and do that. And he's got to use his experience as a player. Um, and I think. You know, we, we see sides around us. I mean, we mentioned mentioned Burnley. Burnley have been there, done that. Burnley have been in this, this position numerous times over numerous seasons. And they've got players who, who, who are experienced in what it, it takes to get out of the relegation battle. Everything happens. We haven't got those kind of players. And that, that's where I think we're really going to need to call upon ourselves as a fan base to, to just try and push that side along. I mean... Like you said, Phil, you know, the, the Newcastle game under the lights is 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 a big thing. I expect a great atmosphere. I really do. I mean, I know it didn't quite pan out that way against against Wolves, but I do expect that, you know, we keep on saying it time and again about you know, trying to get an early goal, trying to get ahead, um, and what have you. But we've, we've just gotta we've gotta just go in as a fan base with as positive a mindset as we possibly can and and just get behind the lads. Because at some point you think it's got to change, hasn't it? Something has got to give. You know, what are we, two wins in 19, two wins in 20 now, which is just horrendous. But something, you know, all sides go through, a, 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 you know, some kind of, go through some kind of decent run of form. I know we started the season well, but we, we haven't had any second run at any time in this season. There's been nothing really where we put, say, three or four results together. And, you, you know, you've gone, well, yeah, I can, I can see us here. You know, we're looking, we're looking all right. Um, and that's what I think is concerning fans, isn't it? But we've got to go there on Thursday. I mean, I'll, I'll be there, um, trying my best as, as I possibly can. 
uh, to, to try and pull pull the lads through and, and give them something. And I am going there with a little bit of concern, but I'm trying to put it to the back of my mind and and try and be to, to, to go in there and be calm. You know, uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I never. To be fair, mate, if, if you think about the last time we played Newcastle, it's pretty much the other way round. We were never in a relegation scrap when we played Newcastle, and they were fighting for their lives under the lights. And now it's completely twi- twisted. They're they're safe in my eyes, and we're scrapping. Um, we have to use every, You know, how many times European nights or Monday night games? And we've always said the first thing you say on your on your Twitter feed in you know, our under lights. I think we all know how big that is. I think again, I'll be going on Thursday and, and just being as positive as you can, just be as nasty as you can, and and that is Everton. It's, I, I, it's almost. It's very hard um, to go to an Everton game when we've been nasty and lost, you know, recently Manchester City, and we all know what happened there. But that's our best tool, that's our best weapon, everyone said. It's on the old traditional grounds, the fans are so close to the pitch. We need to, you know, when we're like that consistently, we get results, we do. Um, I I still believe... I personally think we'll beat Newcastle. I just think, you know, the little runs come to an end, albeit, you know, maybe it shouldn't have with Newcastle against Chelsea, they are done by. But I just think, like you said, our second win's got to come soon, mate. You know, win uh, Thursday, although it'll be difficult. I think they'll waste time. I think they'll get the crowd very edgy. Um, leads into Sunday, again, um, could bounce on onto that, and maybe that's the start of the second run. But I, I do honestly believe... Um, you look at their squad and, you know, Willock, Shelby, Dan Byrne, um, ta- Target is it, the left back, and you think, and we're, we're better than this team for team. It, it, all, it almost reminds me, I don't obviously want to jinx this, but it's probably one of the the best teams to have gone down with that West Ham side when you look at their team to us and you think there's no one. When teams go down, you think, oh, glad they've gone. They, they were rubbish then. Um, Tottenham was Antonio Conte saying, you know, don't take Everton for granted. They've got a, a very good squad, very good team. Don't understand why why they're down there, but I do believe we, we will we will win. We've got to get a reaction. I think we will. I think Lampard will demand it. You know, his coaching staff will demand it. I think I think he's got to stick with something though, though, mate. You know, if you play four three three every game now, don't 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 worry about other teams. Have your philosophy and let's go. Go, and let's go go down fighting rather than just being unsure or players players a bit uh, weak um, in 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 head to head battles. Just go with what he thinks four three three or four five or whatever you, you play and stick with it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We've got to have that consistency now in terms of formation set up because that's the only way to for players to, to feel comfortable within within a, a formation and within a side, you know, is to have... I know you've got to be adaptable, but, you know, we, we saw signs of how, of how well that the 4-3-3 can work. A three in midfield, you know, Van der Beek, Alan, Decore, whether Deli Ali gets a bit of a, a go at the, at the front of that three, potentially, who knows. Uh, but, you know, like you say, the, the, the consistency now in formation, I think, has got to be the way forward. And we've seen how, how good we, we, we can play. You know, Leeds, for me, that their squad are certainly no more because they've got some, got some real quality. And we were great against them. We really, really, you know, we put on a great show. I know we had a couple of 
times he hit the bar, but he weren't getting in the round our box. Mm-hmm. And for me, they, they, they're on par with, with, the, with the Newcastle side. Newcastle have just got and have built this little bit of confidence now, which you've got to try and break. But let's let's take a, our final break and we're gonna we're gonna pick up and discuss the game against Newcastle on Thursday. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. And it's time to look ahead to our next game. One of our games in hand, which was was uh, postponed over Christmas because Newcastle said all the best players had COVID, so they got the game called off. <laughs> and um, it's it's come as I say, it's come around now. What I say, as I said, one of the games in hand that we've been going on about for so long, it will get to a point where we've got no games in hand, and th- this is a really important, really important game. Newcastle really kicked on. You know the 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 winning run that they were on. Only, only uh, came to an end this weekend against a, a really strong uh, Chelsea side. Late goal from Havertz. Newcastle denied it. What looked to be a pretty, a pretty clear penalty. We've been there, so no, no sympathy, unfortunately. But they, they certainly turned a corner for Lavani. So much so that Newcastle now have pulled themselves away from what seemed to be uh, an almost certain relegation battle for them. No, they haven't, and. Uh, there was a pundit um, last weekend, Mike, and he was saying, do you know what, of all the players, right, um, Trippier was, was a big player for them and obviously got a few goals, but he's been out for three or four games now. And the, the Brazilian, obviously, scoring in Southampton, hadn't been playing. It's it's pretty much the same side. Um, but the winning breeds confidence um, and getting confidence against teams in and around Newcastle at the time, um, they, they think they can go anywhere and, and get a result. And, and like you you mentioned there, mate, you know, they, they should have got something against Chelsea, and that's their that's their confidence now. You know, take six weeks ago, you you know, on your accumulator, you'd have put Chelsea, you know, quite easily, you know, three or four nil, um, and they stuck with a system. They're very tight. They're hard to they look hard to beat. You know, Southampton, no mugs. Their 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 home record, very very good. Um, and they managed to get a you know a, a result there. Um, I just think with them, like I said to you earlier, when we played them last, total different positions. We were where Newcastle are now, and you know Newcastle are where we are now. They've pulled themselves away, but it just takes what that one win. I know we've had it with Leeds, but then the distraction goes by playing in the FA Cup on Sunday. Could we get another bounce there? You know, then you're at Wembley. Um, that this could be the catalyst, and like I've said, and we've both said, under the lights could start it on on Thursday. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you look ahead to the weekend, and if you can get you know a win out of this game, then you, you know it'll be a fantastic game for for the fans on Sunday at Crystal Palace. You know, and and it's probably difficult to, to get up for that game at this moment in time yeah. because all we're looking at is the fact that. We're, we're in such a, a precarious position in the Premier League and we've got absolutely nothing really to sort of build on uh, to actually get up for FA Cup quarter-final. You know, it's massive. It's massive win that. You're, you're at Wembley for semi-final. You know, when years gone by, we, we'd be absolutely flying to that. And even if we were going to hit a slight, a slight poor run of form, we'd still be, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait for that game coming around the corner. And I just don't feel that at this moment in time because we're all so much on edge that we're living game by game, aren't we? And there's no bigger game than, than Thursday. And I, I just hope we see we see the lads turn up. I really do. And you know they're going to be feeling it. They they are going to be feeling the pressure. It's unavoidable. Certain players will will feel it more than others because they've got probably more of an affiliation and an affection for the club. 
you know, the, the name that, that we, we all look at is Anthony Gordon, who against Wolves, again, was, was probably our best player. Um, and that's not right for me. You know, he, he's a young lad, 21 years of age, and he's, he's taking that responsibility and leading by example when other people are, are shrinking and, and they're hiding and they're not looking to get on the ball and, and do positive things. And you, you don't you don't want that. You, you want all the players to be united and, and and be taking joint responsibility. And, you know, we just hope that we do see that on uh, on Thursday. You know, who's going to be available out of the squad? You know, you'd, you'd hope that Calvert-Lewin's back in. I've just seen he's in court tomorrow. I don't know what for. It's just appeared. Um, and it is legitimate, so I don't know what that's for. Um, so whether he was unwell, I don't know. We just we're, we're guessing, we're guessing, but we'll I'm sure more, more will will come out tomorrow on that. It's not ideal for preparation for the game either. Obviously, um, he, he he's not been available for the majority of the season. He certainly struggled when he's come back as well. Doesn't look anywhere near the player that we had. But that's injuries, that's illness. You know, it was a long-term injury for Calvert-Lewin. It's going to take him a good while to get back. But hopefully he is fit and he's ready to go. Damari Gray, I'm sure, will be a more effective because he's, he's had, what was it, 60, 70 minutes under his belt at the weekend after after suffering a virus and injury. Alan back in there will be a big factor, get three back in midfield. Um, and like you said, change up the defence in terms of, you know, put Godfrey left back and, and you know, get Michael Keane back in there with Holgate to, to to look at the you know obviously the defensive side from sorts of set pieces. Even you know Bradsby could be a shout fill. You know Bradsby's a big lad. He's good in the air. He's a strong lad. So against someone like like Chris Wood and like you said earlier on, you know Dan Byrne who's come come up for for set pieces. They've got a bit of height there, Newcastle, and we've got to look to, to combat that. Um, and that's where maybe you could go Bradsby Keane centre halves and put Holgate right back. You know a little bit of pace because you got. He got sort of St. Maximum, I'm sure, will cause us problems. He did do at St. James's Park. And Godfrey playing on one one side and Holgate, as much as he's not as quick as, as Godfrey, he's got more pace than Seamus Coleman. Um, he tends to go forward a lot, Godfrey, as well, at left back. Mm. He tends to bomb on a little bit, doesn't he? He goes on them little runs. Got um, the pace, hasn't he? Got the pace pace up, yeah. So, you know, you'd, you'd, hope, you'd hope that, um, you know, having that, game under his belt against Wolves after the injury that he's had, he's again will be, you know, a couple couple of percent further along the road to, to full to full recovery from injury. So, you know, I'm gonna I see changes. As I say, we, we, we hope we can go back to a four three three. Um and and like you say, stick with it. You know, it's we've seen it work. Let's stick with it. Stick with the personnel as best we can in that formation. Um, and let's 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 give us something. Let's 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 at least at least show show some kind of fight and and show as a as a you know as players that they actually care because we care we, yeah. we care we care more than more than anything and more more than the vast majority of them I'm sure. But they've got to give us something, haven't you, Phil? I I, I just thinking now. Obviously, talking to you, Mike. Obviously, my uh, fires in my belly are ready for Thursday. But I think it could be a real classic. I do. I think. I think Everton, the players, I think they really will react. I do. Like your Allens, your Charlesons, your Gov, you know, at, at Grays. I think it could be because they, you know, I think we all smell blood, but I think they're not going to be terrified at all. They, they'll think, I can get at these, at these, I can add to my numbers here, I can get some goals, and it'll be very, very open. 
I don't think Everton will be scared because I think Everton will need to get the first goal. I do, I really do. Um, but I don't think Newcastle will be terrified of us. So it could be a tennis match. It could be a basketball score. Uh, the way Gordon's been playing, he's up and down anyway, and, and the energy. I, I, I personally think, thinking about it now, I think we will win, but I think it will be a very entertaining, open game. Um, of course, no, no, no. But, but um, no, I, I just, I think we've got, I think we, Lampard, the way he's been brought up, I think he'll demand the reaction. I think he'll, he knows, he's, he knows from an outsider how to get Everton rocking. And I think by playing on the front foot, by being attack, attack minded, obviously in a sensible way, using your flair players at like your Gordons, you know, um, your Townsends, your Greys, those kind of attacking players, whipping balls into the box. I, I do believe uh, we could get something, but I also believe that Newcastle will think the same. I think we can get these. They're unsure at the back. They're terrified. They don't keep clean sheets. We'll make them, you know, we'll, we'll, they try and waste time, but in good areas, I don't think because it'll play into Everton's hand. They know, you know, teams have played under the lights of Goodison before and they know that's a, not a nice place to play. I just think it'll be electric. I do. I think the fans will turn up. I think they'll be bouncing. But I think if we get this kind of um, nervousness within the crowd and it doesn't go our way, oh, I, I do believe, because like I said to, to you uh, on the weekend, mate, at you know, 4.6 points, we could potentially get none. One. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I think then when people look at those, I, I was on the pod after the Southampton game, and I said the crucial week is when we have, um, you know, Newcastle, Wolves, Newcastle, Watford. Obviously, the Watford got changed. I thought we could get, you know, a, a good seven points out of nine. We could potentially get none. Yeah. And and you think, wow, I didn't think ever think that. So, got to keep positive. Got to go under the lights. Big win. And I do think we'll get it. But I think it'll be a ding-dong match. I do think they'll have everything, I think. Yeah. And I think we've got to take the lead. I think we've got to yeah. go in front. Yeah, we, even if they peg us back, it goes one nil, one or whatever it might be, because I think if we go behind and we go behind sort of first half, we won't see much, and that, that's that's the big concern, and that's where we've got to come in as fans and just try as best we can to try and pull them, just pull them along, you know, it's bit, sit, sitting down and and quitting and and you know not being committed and and not putting your foot in because by the way we were shocking in the tackle against Wolves, but yeah. we've been shocking for weeks putting our foot in, but. You know that that's that's not going to happen on, on our watch. It can't happen, and and we've, we've got to try as best we can to make sure that it doesn't happen. Um, let's see what happens. But give us your prediction, Phil. What are you saying? Uh, I'm going to go for three one, three one Everton. Three one. I'm going to go with a bit, bit more, bit bit more nerdy. I'm going to say two one Everton, and that's that's me being nerdy positive. And <laughs> I don't know where I'm finding the positivity, <laughs> from, but I've, I've I've got it. I've got to be that way. Otherwise, I think I'll I think I'll crack up. To be honest with you. Um, I've actually signed up to go on to, to a Newcastle fan um, fan thing on, on Wednesday great set of lads by the way fantastic lads it's, it's look, look out for that that's a preview of the games but it's it's really good in depth um, but and I, would, I don't really want to talk about about <laughs> us and that game and you know thinking about it but you've got to listen we signed up for it we signed up for it didn't we as, as Everton fans this is this is what we what we uh, what we have to do this is our responsibility um, well, Phil, thanks for coming on the show, mate. I really appreciate it. Great to hear from you again. While the others see are off doing doing bits and pieces, I'm sure they'll be back back this weekend. But uh, thanks for giving you giving some time tonight. No, cheers, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. And, and I'll, I'll leave you everyone with this: you never ever give up on someone or something that you love.
we love our club. Let's give it our own, Dirty. Catch you next weekend. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.